Blog Talk Radio. Augustine, Ponte Vedra, Florida. That's about halfway between St. Augustine and Jacksonville. Thanks for listening to the Eastern Airlines Radio Talk Show. My name is Neil Holland, the producer of the show, and we have a great show for you tonight. And to all the listeners around the world, we say welcome. Hello, Eastern family and friends. Around the world, it's great having you with us. My name is Jim Hart, coming to you live from the beautiful area of Southeast Florida, known as West Palm Beach and Palm Beach. And it's one of the favorite destinations to the sun for passengers who used to fly with us on Eastern Airlines. Today's weather is 82 degrees with bright sunshine. Hey, you northerners, up there in the Dakotas and, <laughs> and even around Chicago, come on down and toast your toes along with us. It's beautiful <laughs> here. Welcome and thank you for listening and calling the show. You have truly made us the radio voice of the... We have become Eastern Airlines International Radio Show. We'd love to hear your comments and share your memories with radio listeners from around the world during the broadcast. That's right, from around the world. If you haven't called the show before, all you need to do is to call 213-816-1611 and just say hello to talk with us on the air live. We can identify many countries around the world who listen in with our blog talk radio application. Isn't it great that we can keep the Eastern legacy going out, not only to the Eastern family, but to listeners from many different countries around the world. 
That's what we try to do every week on the EAL Radio Show. Won't you join us by adding your voice to these broadcasts? Our thanks also to those who choose to listen by computer using the radio icon on our homepage at www.ealradioshow.com or perhaps by signing in at the site of our provider, Blog Talk Radio, at www.blogtalkradio.com slash, that's forward slash, Captain Eddie. Should you wish to talk during our live broadcast, please feel free to use our call-in number, 213-816-1611 at 7 p.m., Eastern Daylight Time. Let me repeat that number so you can write it down for your Monday night visits. It is 213-816-1611. And by the way, please tell your friends about us. We'd love to hear from them too. And don't forget you can listen to any of our 408 Monday night broadcasts and 75 plus Thursday broadcasts by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Captain Eddie and scrolling down to the archive of broadcasts. Each episode is briefly described. We're getting close to 500 episodes in our eighth year of radio broadcasting. Holy blue Sunoco! It's hard to believe. Our lines are always open for calls. And if you choose not to participate and talk live with our hosts, we ask you to please mute your phone as our producer does not have the capability of filtering out any background noises. Well, I see we're number one for takeoff. So, Captain, let's get flight number 408 into the air. Tower Blur is 650 volt. Fifty-two seven left, little land. Two three zero two zero. Seven left, little land. It seemed to make a hit with our host, 
Thus you have tonight's program. Some sayings began by witty writers, and many of them are still with us. Here are a few more. Anyone indecisive is said to pass the buck and originated in card playing in which the dealer has a lot of responsibility on determining the game's format. If a player doesn't want to take it on, he's allowed to pass the buck to the next player to be the dealer. In old days, a rifle had three major parts, a lock, a stock of wood, and a metal barrel. All of all had to work together and be in sync. Thus, when a person chose to put everything 100% into a decision and not just half-heartedly, he is said to be doing it lock, stock, and barrel. Benjamin Franklin was approached by a stranger who admired the family grindstone and Ben used an axe to demonstrate. Once his axe was sharp, the stranger walked off laughing. Today, having an axe to grind means that someone has a selfish or mean motive behind their actions. <laughs> oh, Dorothy, I thought everyone used the holy blue Sunoco slang to marvel at something of amazement. <laughs> well, at least I did. In the 1940s, mystery and crime-related movies were at their peak in the United States. It was also a time of picking up the pieces after World War II while forging new ground in technology, science, government intelligence, and popular culture. It was the end of the golden age of swing, while jazz, as we know it today, was slowly coming into the forefront. While old blue eyes Frank Sinatra ruled the airways and made the Bobby Soxers or teenage girls, swoon, artists like John Coltrane and Charlie Bird Parker were moving up the ranks to make their mark on the jazz world. From the music and the movies to the fashion style, it was one of the most memorable decades in American history, and the slang was something that was unique to the era I, it told the story of the time. In the 1940s, slang came out of a unique time when the United States was rebounding from the Great Depression and becoming embroiled in a war that would actually help set up the economic growth the country enjoyed at the end of the decade. Well, Jim Hart, that slang has not disappeared completely. Some of those interesting words coined in the 1940s are still used today, although maybe another meeting, Amici, to make a phone call. Armored heifer, canned milk, bum rap, a false accusation, bust your chops, used as scolding, maybe to yell, but not to literally hit somebody, buzz, feeling tipsy. We still use this word today, and it still refers to being tipsy. Cheesy. In the 1940s, it meant cheap. Chicken. Oh, that meant a coward. Today, it still means the same thing. Oh, here's a favorite one. Chrome dome. This used to be the mildly offensive word for a bald man. Crack up. To bust out laughing. Jim Hart does a lot of that stuff. <laughs> Dang. 
dope, often used as slang for drugs. In wartime, 1940, this word took on another meaning, referring to information, especially reliable information, but that usage soon died out. Eager beaver, used to call someone an enthusiastic helper or someone who was overly excited about something. Flathead, a stupid or foolish person. Yeah, we know. The word is still used today and means a dose of drugs, narcotics, in the 1940s. It was often used when referring to drug fiends. Now, Chuck, since I'm a very senior citizen, I guess I could appreciate the next word. Geezer, an old person. I like this better than an old fart, although I'm quite sure I go in that category. Gay, so that's why I'm in that category. No, this wasn't what you put in a fun your car. It was a good time or something that was really funny. Hubba, hubba, hubba. Interjection slang. An explanation of admiration, approval, or enthusiasm is used especially by GIs of World War II as a shout in appreciation seeing a pretty girl. Neil tells me he used to use it quite a bit when he got his driver's license back in high school <laughs> was watching the girls go by. Watching the girls go by with a driver's license, ought to be stopping As the song says, heck, I might have done it a time or two myself. You didn't hear that, Carrie. You didn't hear that, Carrie It's always fair weather when hep cats get together. And every time they meet is the way you'll hear them greet. Greet! Well, a hubba hubba hubba, I just got back. Well, a hubba hubba hubba, let's shoot some breeze. Say whatever happened to the Japanese. Well, a hubba hubba hubba, haven't you heard? A hubba hubba hubba, slip me the word. I got it from the guy who was in the know. It was mighty smoky over Tokyo. A friend of mine in a B-29 dropped another load for luck. As he flew away, he was heard to say, A hubba, 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 yuck, yuck. Well, I gotta go fishing. That's okay, we'll give you our permission. And we'll say, A hubba, 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 on your way. And I will dig you later in the USA. Da, 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 dee, 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 dee. Hubba, 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 I just got in. Hubba, 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 well, give me some skills. Well, you're looking mighty pretty, Miss Curly Locks. I'm the gravel girdie of the Bobby Sox. Yatta, 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 you talk big. Well, I'm the fresh tomato, you can't dig. Let's have a heart to heart up, and you'll decide. I'm a kickwad, really, on the solid side. You knock me flat, you're the kind of a cat. Makes me want to blow my top. Till the end of time. <laughs> and if you feel that way, tell me what you say. Hubba, 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 mop, mop. Well, now you're really talking. You're no square. You can't be from Weehawken. Mm-mm, Delaware. You got a line of drive that's really zoo. Well, I'll dig you later, baby. You're a root of If you 
tell me what you say. Hubba, hubba, hubba. I get along a little mousy with the great big eyes. But if you're looking for a spousy, why, you're just my size. Mister, how you love to blubber with that knockout squawk. Singing your lips are made of rubber every time you talk. Oh, no, no, no. Hubba, hubba. Yes, yes, yes. Hubba, hubba. What you know? What you know? Well, we had the jive bummer. Not sure where he came from, but that fellow was a good dancer. His name was Joe. Sometimes that referred to coffee. Killer Diller. Something that's the best or amazing. Status as paper money. Moxie. You were strong. Encouraged and had a lot of nerve on the beam. I think I can understand where that came from. Of aviation, you're on the right track. Of course, cool sounds aviation. Of course, pass the buck. Implied somebody wasn't taking responsibility for their actions, and they were blaming somebody else. Who'd have done that? Rhubarb, an argument or squabble first used in reference to disputes in baseball. Snap your cap. I don't remember this one, but it meant get angry. Swigger. Oh, boy, that guy was a drinker. What's buzzing, cousin? How's it going? <laughs> mm. Hopefully this brief list will help you understand this 1940s slang. Look closely and you will see that many of these terms will not be you to use. I will use a few. Mike? With what oh, phrases Mike. like cruising for a bruising, uh, which meant looking for trouble, knuckle sandwich, a punch in the face, has one this one ever has gone never has gone out of style. Later gator, goodbye, so long. Short for see you later, alligator. And the response was after a while, crocodile. Oh, Are you writing a book? This one meant you were too nosy and asking too many questions. This one still gets a lot of use today, but it's being uh, should be spread around again, especially since the books are on the way out. An ankle biter, this means kid, usually a small one. Said by Rockabilly fans, it should be obvious that this is a, a reference to short stature. Today's height challenge is used. Made in the shade, something that was made in the shade and was guaranteed success, a sure thing. Wazoo, the rear end of something or someone, talking of your wazoo, would mean talking about your butt. And speaking of butts, they had a saying back in the old days, it was Crisco, meant fat in a can, which referred to your butt. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch, a conversation CU borrowed from the TV westerns, it's intended to get a, a meandering conversation back on track, or one that I remember from back in the old days was the, the Lone Ranger was, uh, meanwhile, uh, the Lone Ranger was back at the ranch polishing silver, which was his horse. Oh, my God. <laughs> Concrete mountains, tiny trees, claustrophobic, hard to freeze. Living like sardines, no space to call your own. Traffic jams, computer lines. Monthly quotas, a daily grind. In a hurry, not a time. The pressure's on. They're pushing, they're shoving. 
Standing on a corner Watching all the girls go by Standing on a corner Watching all the girls go by Brother, you don't know A nicer occupation Matter of fact Neither do I Than standing on a corner Watching all the girls Watching all the girls Watching all the girls Go by I'm the cat That got the cream Haven't got a girl But I can dream Haven't got a girl But I can wish So I take me down to Main Street And that's where I select my imaginary dear Standing on a corner Watching all the girls go by Standing on the corner Giving all the girls the eye Got a rich imagination Give it a whirl Give it a try Try standing on a corner Watching all the girls Watching all the girls Watching all the girls Go by You're thinking Or for the rules Look in your eye Standing on a corner Watching all the girls Watching all the girls Watching all the girls Go by the girls go by. You may have heard this language used back in the 60s. Oh, the 60s. It was a great decade that gave us JFK, Vietnam, the Beatles, and hippies. It also gave us some of the best slang of the 20th century. Can you dig it? If your knowledge of the 60s slang is limited to what you remember from Austin Powers movies, it's time to give yourself a refresher course in the grooviest, most out-of-sight slang from that begone era. There were bell-bottoms and mop-tops. And as long as you're feeling nostalgic from the past, check out these slogans. First one, far out. It's something that is far out or out-of-sight. It's meant as a compliment. You approve of it. But only if the future, only if the, uh, in a fugitive sense, excuse me, it's not literally outside your field of vision or definitely gravity. Example, quote, have you listened 
to the new Beatles record, it's far out. And remember, John Denver used to say that a lot. <laughs> Bummer. When things aren't going your way and you're a little sad about it, it's a bummer. It comes from the phrase bum rap, which means to be treated unfairly. A bummer is never diverse. Example, she canceled our date again. What a bummer. Foxy. Applicable to either man or woman. Foxy denotes undeniable sex appeal. Why? Are foxes sexier than, say, coyotes or wolves? Why not, baby? You're looking wolfy. (laughs) We have no idea. Foxy may not go with a compliment today, but don't worry. Example, you are one foxy lady. Can I have your number? (laughs) Number for the attorney. Continue, Don. Give me some skin. Don't get crazy ideas. This is not someone asking you to give me their skin. They're merely asking you to shake your hands. Example, good to see you again. Give me some skin. (laughs) What's your bag? You're not talking about luggage. Your bag symbolizes your problems, your mysterious annoyance, that making so obvious upset. Example, dude. Do you have to you you don't have to yell at me. What's your bag? <laughs> Bippy. Your rear end, your posterior, <laughs> and other things you want to call it. Originated from the T V show Lap In. Great show. Back in the television when still most influ- influential media was the world. Example. You bet your sweet Bippy I'm interested. <laughs> Can you dig Mm. it? Don't worry, nobody's asking you to grab a shovel and dig a hole. (laughs) Digging means just this something means you understand what's being said. Example I get the last piece of pizza. Can you dig it? (laughs) I sure can, Don. We used old lady. It may have sounded like a pet name for your grandma, but old lady is actually a term of endearment for your girlfriend or wife. An example, no, I can't hit the clubs tonight. My old lady's waiting for me at home. (laughs) Did did that ever make sense? (laughs) I wonder if my husband ever used that and called me an old lady. (laughs) Not when you were around. (laughs) And how about a freak flag? When Jimi Hendrix declared in the song, if six was nine, that he was going to wave my freak flag high, he created a whole new way of announcing that you're the weirdest one in the room. An example. Oh, it's going to get wild tonight. (laughs) I'm going to let my freak flag fly. (laughs) (laughs) Never heard that one. And then. I didn't do that. (laughs) No, me neither. Okay, then there's hang loose. If you've opted to spend your day taking it easy and relaxing, then you're officially hanging loose. An example. I was going to go to the office today, but I think I'll just hang loose instead. (laughs) Ah, and uh, fuzz. Why policemen were called the fuzz during the 60s is anybody's guess. Could it have been the military-style crew cuts that cops preferred during that decade? Mm, Possibly, but we may never know. 
An example. You better put that away unless you want to get busted by the fuzz. (laughs) (laughs) And lay it on me. may sound like an invitation to be used as a human mattress, but the (laughs) it being laid on you is actually more conversational and physical. Lay it on me is a groovy way of saying, tell me what's on your mind. An example. Do I want to hear your thoughts on the Cold War? Lay it on me. (laughs) Ahyana, Bogart, if you've been hogging all the good stuff and not giving anybody else a turn, you're bogarting it. Inspired by actor Humphrey Bogart's tendency to let a cigarette dangle in his mouth for way longer than was necessary. An example, don't bogart all the popcorn. Let the rest of us get a chance. (laughs) I wonder if the call ever used this word. (laughs) Okay, it's a gas The Rolling Stones probably weren't talking about the 19th century nitrous oxide parties The slang's origin When they sang about a gas, gas, gas in their hit song, Jumpin' Jack Flash During the 60s, a gas was any activity likely to inspire laughter For example, you gotta make it to my party tonight It's gonna be a gas (laughs) Foam dome. Oh, okay. This is an Animal House era <laughs> reference to the act of putting Kleenex. Okay, I remember. <laughs> putting Kleenex in one's bra. <laughs> oh. Uh, an example. You won't catch me ever wearing foam dome. Okay, I got no. I met her. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. I got no comment to this one. <laughs> Grass. It's a shorthand for marijuana. An example. You want to smoke some grass before the show? Okay, guys. Now we're not talking about you before the radio show. Okay, heavy. It has nothing to do with somebody's weight. This kind of heavy is all about emotional weight. The Beatles, She's So Heavy, was meant as a compliment, not as a suggestion to start dieting. Uh, and my favorite, my personal favorite, submarine races. <laughs> for some reason, there was a slang term for people being intimate in a parked car. Who knew? <laughs> An example, the cops nearly busted all of the submarine races at Lookout Point last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, for me, it was the ABE airport. There were a lot of submarines at the airport. <laughs> the boondocks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bread. Yeah, no, money. No, the nicest trace in North Carolina. Jackson. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay, the green stuff. You got to have some on you at all times. An example I need a job, man. I'm almost out of bread. <laughs> and, <laughs> and split. When you're done and ready to get out of here, it's time to split. Not in the literal sense, of course. Your body isn't being ripped in half. Well, we hope not anyway. An example. Wish I could stick around, fellas, but I got a split, Dorothy. Well, I got some for oh. you, uh, Colleen. What new slang was introduced during the 70s that you can think of? This is a list of all the words that were in popular usage during the 70s. Hey, now come up with some of your own or has your memory faded that much? Perhaps you skipped this decade altogether. Skinny, real deal or truth example. Let me give you the skinny on the 
the deal. It should be skinny on the deal. Can you dig it? That means do you understand? Can you dig it, man? Psyche, to trick someone, to BS someone, as if to psych them out. Vogue, used to describe something offensive or an unrealistic idea. That's so Vogue, or that's Vogue, or Vogue man. Bootin, as in, are you going bootin? I'm going roller bootin, or roller skating. <laughs> the crib and going to the gig. The crib was going home or to someone else's house, and gig was work or job. That's what I did. Yeah, you did gigs. Don't be such a spaz. A spaz was someone that was accident-prone, klutzy, or just acting stupid. I think I was a spaz every once in a while. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A lot of those kind. (laughs) Hey, Dorothy. How about dream on, a term used to get someone down to earth or tell them they are being unrealistic about something. In other words, when someone would say, I'm getting a brand new car, you respond, yeah, right, dream on, man. Or, hey, I just got hired by Eastern Airlines. Your friends would say, yeah, dream on, my friend. You see, everyone wanted to work for Eastern at one time. Yeah, I know that feeling. Far out. That meant it's pretty cool. Good night, John Boy. An annoying <laughs> phrase. Pretty quiet, John. Now get some sleep. Fire cast of the Waltons. Except by John Boy. Pretty quiet, John. Now get some sleep. Himself. Good night, Mama. Good night, Ben. Good night, everyone. Good night, Mama. Good night, Daddy. Good night, Good night, Jim. 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 In your face, or simply face, I've succeeded in embarrassing or upstaging you, usually as though an exceptional play in basketball. Leia Gasser, <laughs> this is so far. Someone would say, did you cut that one? <laughs> back on old timers again. <laughs> the most popular line for one of the greatest movies of the 70s and of all time, Star Wars. Yes. Are we going to have a clip? May the force be with you. 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 May the force be with you, Master. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. May the force be with us. May the force be with us all. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. May the force. <laughs> That's enough. Of yeah, that. you know, Mark. I would say we're all we're all the lucky ones that had worked and had a dream at Eastern Airlines. Now, Jim, here are some more from the seventies. Phony. To describe the overbearing, two-faced, or deceitful person or a thing. Also, phony baloney. <laughs> <laughs> 
which then became baloney, which <laughs> is an active form used to instantly dismiss the phony person or utterance. That's sick. A Midwestern <laughs> phrase in the late 70s to describe something odd or unusual, not necessarily a person or object of distaste, but something suspect, but also intriguing. That's sick. <laughs> the man. The man to me means any authority, corporation, police, government. They're all the man. The first used in the 60s by the hippies. It lived through the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and it's still out there today. To the max. Take it to the maximum. The best it can be. You bet. It's a perfect reference to Eastern Airlines. Did someone else use this? Tagline? Maybe I'm thinking, hmm, Army. Hello? Be all you can be. You know, this was said at second, the end Chuck. of nearly every sentence. Hey, you know? Hey, Chuck. Chuck? Yes, sir. Uh, just, a, just a moment. I think I've got an international call. Hello. Can, uh, you're, on the, you're on the air. May we help you? Uh, yeah. May the force be with you. Uh, how are you doing? <laughs> We're doing we're doing fine. You're speaking to me. having fun tonight, but uh, where are you calling from? I'm actually calling from England. I oh, went out nice. for a trip, but I'm using a different phone number. Wonderful. You you went out on a trip. Uh, are you working for an airline? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Good to have yeah. you with us. Yeah, good to have you. What kind yeah, of airplane actually, are you I'm flying? From... Hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, I'm I'm originally from Connecticut. My name's Joel. Um, I'm a recovering pedophile. Uh, and I just wanted to ask you, what age do you think is responsible uh, for a man to have sex with a young kid? <laughs> okay. That's the second one we've had in about nine years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Isn't that boy. something? Oh, boy. Yeah, the second the second one we've had in nine years. Uh, you know what that that's is? That's yeah, right. from Italy. Yeah, From England. He was calling from England. Yeah. England. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, it shows up on my uh, producer's board uh, now, by one 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 number. Chuck. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Hey, that's sick. Do we have a slang word for what uh, this guy is all about? Sick. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. one of them. Can't, say, can't say it on the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> have fun listening to us, England. Okay. okay. How about road. it, Chuck? Sure. Uh, how about it? I'm sorry that uh, we have that uh, interruption, that rude interruption, but uh, that's life today in, in the right. world. It that's seems. life. Let's go that's back to our kind of show. Yeah. Okay. You're so stunned, meaning the person acted or said something stupid or dumb. Boy, does that come in handy. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Good boy. Good, 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 good. <laughs> That's great. Next one. Your mama. Your mama was said a lot at my school and also Joe Mama. With happy days, that brought us the word nerd, which is very popular. Book or booking to run quickly, usually away from something, uh, you know, the cops or somebody like that, after him. So 
He's booking down the street. I didn't get that one, but sometimes I it works. <laughs> I, I remember uh, that. Funny. Oh, yeah. girl. I get that one. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Catch you on the flip side. See you later. That's a real popular one. Yeah. She's the eater. I'm pretty sure the definition that. listed for a brown noser cheeser is, in fact, supposed to be cheeser eater. <laughs> I heard <laughs> cheese eater used numerous times as a synonym for stuck up, but never cheeser. <laughs> is it possible that someone misheard the cheese and the eater and just heard it as eater? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I never heard of it myself first. Neither have I. Take it, Jim Holder. Oh God, no. <laughs> now, okay. Now, Chuck, this may have been a vocabulary. I think I've heard it before. Chill. Relax, man. Also, chill out should be used to don't take this too seriously. City. Everything has city in it after it. That was cool city. And incidentally I used that something city with our uh, producer or whatever Neil is called, and he didn't know what I was talking about one time. <laughs> he learned. He Most the of the guy. time, oh. Jim. <laughs> I never heard of bam. that either. Bam, 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 bam. Famous, fabulous uh, example. That movie was bam. I don't think I saw it. Feel yeah. the fun. Feel the music. Get down with a boogie. I know I wasn't there that night. Yeah. Who <laughs> that you are. It's like saying dark goofball. All night saying, you know dark. what you're dark in a playing around tone away. I'll go for that. Get down a boogie. That's dance. I've done there, man. Hot stuff. Found clip for music. Here we go. And that was the Andrews Sisters. Man, they were the big boogie wiggy of World War II. The is. That is this incredible. term was created in the late 1970 and made its way through the 2000s. The use of is is still popular. Sees is Ash Cash. Hello. For C says Al for sure. <laughs> B equal bitch. B Am I reading this stuff right? Ride. Ride. Car. Them is oak smoke. Oh, I'm going to that. Let's go to keep on trucking. Going with What was that stuff up there? Going with keep on trucking. Go with a flow. Harry, get me, help me out here, baby. Okay. Like. Okay. Like. Begin every sentence with like. Like, like, I went to the mall, and, like, I saw him, like, looking at me. Like, I do believe the term like was used in the 70s by Americans and has been used ever since. Recently, the British have adopted the phrase, especially since the popularity of cult sitcoms 
friends, F-R-I-E-N-D-S. The phrase is used in various ways, usually by teenagers and 20-somethings who automatically, subconsciously add a touch of trendiness to their sentences, for instance, like, let's get out of here, like, no way, this is, like, way cool, guys, and looking good. A phrase popularized by the late Freddie Prinze Sr. on the TV sitcom Chico and the Man. And putz, Jewish slang for someone who's a constant screw-up or foul-up or just being a jerk. Right on. Found was a slang used for help people when they agreed to something. Example, are you going to the club tonight? Right on. To the max. Taken to an extreme, as in that dude is... So if you feel uncomfortable with this word, don't use it. Bitching to the max. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Keep going, gal. (laughs) Greeting, usually meaning, hey, what's up? And with. And in the question or sentence using the word with has been used in the Scandinavian communities of the Midwest since the early 70s. I remember getting flack from people who we visited out east in Boston during the bicentennial when I used it that way. The most common questions I remember asking are, you want to go with or can I go with? And for show, for show, for show, for sure or for real. (laughs) Well, Carrie, here are a few more from the 70s. AFA, instead of signing letters, photos, etc., sincerely, we would just sign AFA, not to be confused with ATA, Jim Holder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Friend always. Eighth, another groovy word for funky or awesome. Airhead, stupid person, usually a woman, usually blonde. <laughs> <Up with> someone <laughs> pretending to be stupid in order to consider attractive in the opposite sex. Watch out, lawyers. Example. <laughs> there was a girl named Christy on Three's Company. She's such an airhead. Yeah, uh, she's worth <laughs> All right. That's that's the uh, that's the dumb. Remember, remember Matthew McConaughey used to say, All right, all right, all right. Mm. Are you are you decent? Are you fully dressed? Are you jiving yet? Well, I'd say with my peers at school, meaning I want to know when you stop talking so serious. Audi <laughs> uh, 5000, I don't know this one. Verb, meaning to leave now, depart quickly. I am Audi 5000. I am out of here. <laughs> I am leaving right now. I heard that. Originated during the period when the Audi 5000s were experiencing sudden and unexpected accelerations. I must have lived a sheltered life because I don't ever heard of that one. Oh, I, I had to either. Same as GFO. <laughs> awesome. That's totally awesome, man. I think my kids and grandkids use this one. Awesome yeah. possum, very cool. Bam, super cool. Baby, sexy, groovy person or someone you love. Back at you. That means you too. Bad, <laughs> bad is good. It's nice. Bad can mean cool. 
Bad can mean very, very good. This is getting confusing. As a rule, bad was applied most readily to songs and outfits that you like. Bad can also be good, nice, good-looking, cool. Bad, good and nice. <laughs> bad, <laughs> nice and cool. That's a bad jacket you're wearing. <laughs> Breaking bad. How in the world would you be able to figure out which one of these bads is you, to use? <laughs> you're bad. I suppose bad. we could keep going on this for hours, and I'm just on the bees. <laughs> yes, we could call. We could call in maybe the '80s, the '90s, and the 2000s in another show. But by then, we were getting to be middle-aged geezers and wondering <laughs> if they were still teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic in the schools. I wonder if anyone would like to share their favorite slang word or phrase with us. Phrase with us. Try to recall the decade if possible. I'll start. Actually, mine was awesome. How about you folks? What did you have for a uh, favorite slang word? Holy blue sonoro. Dorothy. I'm out of here. Dorothy. I don't know yep. if many people. I don't, I, I'm surprised that the holy blue sonoco has resulted <laughs> in almost. <laughs> 24 pages of script here. <laughs> I, I think I think we I could maybe start another show on the famous sayings of oh, uh, movies yeah, in the 30s, blue. 40s, and 50s. Hey, yes. Hang on a second. We've got a caller from area code 513. Uh, you're saying yeah, hello? I'm, Who do we have here? Yeah. Well, I just wanted to tell you my favorite slang word. Yeah, go ahead. My favorite slang word is nigger. Man, I hate those saggot, shitty, fucking niggers, <laughs> man. Three. Two in one night, really? <laughs> we got numbers two, two, two airheads in one night. Two airheads. Hey, in I, one I night. got the word for that. This, They're coming out of the report. Re- some, kind of re- some kind of record, isn't it? Yeah, that, this guy was from uh, Ohio and sounded like the same guy. But uh, isn't that one of the slang words we used to say? They're coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, coming yeah. out of the yeah, woodwork. Right. Yeah. Neil. Yeah, Jim Holder. Even or Jim Hart. We could even have a program on famous sayings in the movies in the 30s, 40s, 50s. Uh, it, it's like uh, the Lone Ranger. And Tonto, did you know that the Lone Ranger shot Tonto? Someone said, no, what happened? Well, the Lone Ranger suddenly learned that Kimasabi meant son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I'll think about that, Jim. Let's go back to Ronald Rogers and Gene Autry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back in the saddle again. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think I think we have finally hit the uh, uh, hit the big time here with our radio show, and that we're getting, we're getting. Uh, I remember when uh, what's his name, the old timer that was on CNN for the Larry uh, Larry, Larry King. Used yeah. to get uh, these callers, yeah. these weird mm-hmm. callers out of the woodwork, as someone said. 
and uh, out of the woodwork. And, uh, uh, of course, uh, uh, what was the other guy's name that was on Cirrus, uh, uh, the guy that has a long hair? I can't think of his name. But he'd have callers, too, calling his show uh, all the time. The old and, uh, Tom Snyder show. <laughs> Tom Snyder show also, but there's another guy. He's still on the air. But, uh, yeah, so maybe this is indi- indicative of us getting uh, right out there in the world. That last call was from Ohio, and I think it was, uh, well, he was must have been using his cell phone. But, uh, unfortunately, we can't uh, filter these calls out. We don't have a time delay on any of these calls. We don't? I thought we did. No, we just present what we hear. <laughs> And that's what we've been doing tonight. And uh, mm. really a fun show tonight, guys. You did a great job. Thanks so much. It was really fun. That, that was funny, yeah. Neil. They did a good job on that one. Yeah. yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. Now, if I can just filter some of these other calls out. <laughs> uh, uh, I've turned Mike's phone off. I thought I was identifying Mike as the uh, obscene caller, but Mike, you're back. No, on the just, I'm not wearing a raincoat tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I punched your number out because it looked like five three one was the caller ID, and uh, I saw yours. Oh, and I just funny. hit that one. Uh, uh, really well, funny. This has been an exciting night, anyhow. I sure <laughs> has. Yes. Uh, a little bit different. Brought yeah, back a any, lot of memories uh, for some of us. I want to bring up a topic that I saw in uh, this past week on Yahoo, and it was uh, about flight attendants. And Colleen, maybe you can address this, but uh, the flight attendants, uh, I forgot which airlines. United that were now, uh, who? United, United, United Airlines. We're now really? able to collect tips so they can be tipped during the flight. That's amazing. How would you go about something like that? Sounds like a good idea to me. Get lots of extra drinks. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> well, you know, way back when, way back when, I think people would have tipped and I turned down and that but that was that was in the sixties, seventies. Um but nowadays when they nickel and dime you on a flight I can't imagine a passenger yeah. wanting to tip. I can't either. And yeah. no. I mean they nickel and dime them for the flight so you don't have anything yeah. extra to right. to tip anybody. Exactly. You don't get anything. What are you tipping them for? You have yeah. to pay with a yeah. credit yeah. card anyway. They won't take cash for anything. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. And it's, right. You have to and use to a me, credit card. To me, if a flight attendant accept, okay. To me, if a flight attendant accepted a tip, it would it would be an insult to the profession. I I really think so as well. No. Well, when it wasn't <laughs> allowed, yeah, I agree. But if they're going to allow it, I don't see anything wrong with it. No, I think no. I don't think that's right at all because, like Colleen said, with all the money that you pay for a trip, you really don't expect to have that, too. I mean, they're doing their job, and 
You know, I, I don't think yeah. that's right. I does, does anybody? They also, they also does anybody remember what tip? Here. What tip stands for? To ensure promptness. That's right, and usually it was given before instead of after. Right. Uh, what was it? What Here was we go. it? I didn't. Oh, I know some stuff, don't I? Yeah. What was it, Jim? <laughs> Say it again. Oh, to again? ensure promptness. To ensure promptness. Right. To ensure promptness. And like he okay. said, it should be ahead of time. But I got to tell you, back in my day, uh, I I can't remember a flight attendant ever saying that she was tempted to accept one. And there was a lot of guys that did that and everything. But uh, thank you. I'm just glad to be able to give a service. You don't have to give me anything right. like that. That's what it was back in the old days when men were men and all that stuff. Right, exactly. Glad to be a yeah, when are you? And what years are you talking about back in the old days? 60s. 60s? 60s yes. and early 70s. Exactly. I am very we old, you know. Go... Oh, my. <laughs> We know. I'm older than you. <laughs> that wasn't the only thing uh, with so, this uh, article on United Airlines. It also was because they were selling their flight uh, passes, their air passes. They were oh, yeah. selling yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I belong to a United. The first such a thing. I belong to Colleen? a United uh, organization, just like the Silverliners. <laughs> I belong to the Clip Wings because I flew for United. I haven't spoken to any of them about it, but I intend to. I want to call them and ask them because some of them are still flying with United and get their, you know, get their response to Right, to I would things. think I it would be all over the Internet because uh, it's an offense to all of the flight attendants. Uh, Looks like the flight attendant union, union would have something to say about that, or would they? Well, they did. It was the Association it's, of uh, Flight Attendants that did. Uh, they said in a note uh, on March 23rd, we've heard your frustration and recognize how many of you have exercised restraint in reporting this gregarious activity to management because we are unionists. So they did mention something. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, hmm. times are a changing. Enough. Hey, that's another yeah. <laughs> slang. If times any, are a changing. If I get any uh, if I get any personal yeah, feedback let us know. From, from the ones that are flying, I'll let you know. Okay, yeah, very good. good. Yeah. yeah. Times are changing, and I'm not keeping up with it for some reason. <laughs> any, well, uh, that's, that's not something we want to hear. Any late-breaking news on uh, Lion Air or Ethiopian? Um, not that I know of. Well, let me see. I had one that uh, was there today. I had one on American Airlines flight making an emergency landing due to the bird strike after takeoff today. Uh, that was on March 31st yesterday. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, it was a, a Boeing's, uh, while flying in Boeing's trouble, 737 MAX 8. So it wasn't anything that was uh, uh, because yeah. of that. But yeah. the plane had been grounded since two fatal crashes they're talking about. But this was a bird strike on American flight from Boston, Logan, Boston's Logan Airport to New York's LaGuardia uh, on Sunday morning. And it had 99 passengers aboard and a crew of four. And they took off uh, um, at 10 o'clock in the morning, and they landed safely about 11 minutes later due to this uh, bird strike. So um, they said that they're 
they had the plane had uh, uh, several white feathers splattered on the plane's front window, and also blood that showed where they had hit. Um, a first for someone mentioned a first for someone like them in the four million era miles that he had traveled. So that was uh, quite surprising to him. Hmm. They are. Yeah, well, at least they didn't get hit from behind. <laughs> You're a deadly yeah. fast bird. That was something You know, there's only about 400,000 bird strikes a Hello? year. It's a, and, you know, but most of them are, you know, not much anything. Yeah. But that one's had blood all over the windshield. Yeah. I've had Blending. two or three bird strikes, and we made it to where we were going somehow. But thought it didn't yeah. put blood all over the windshield, and so we said, hell with it, let's go on and go. Chuck, you're. I had it all over the windshield once, but does anybody know what the what the highest flying bird is? It's an albatross, isn't it? It's a whooper crane. It flies to me. Been been spotted at twenty three, flight level two three (laughs) zero. One if he was wearing an oxygen mask. (laughs) Didn't need it. I guess they're adapted to it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, It's called a whooper crane. Whooper crane. Yeah, oh, those cranes are big, big birds. Big birds. I never heard that. Yeah, he ought to be on oxygen. That'd be some sort of flight crew flying alongside of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, has anybody ever heard of a Philly Lulu bird? Yeah, I heard someone talking about Philly Lulu bird. That's the one that oh, keeps flying in ever ever diminishing circles and finally flies up his own butt and disappears. <laughs> <laughs> Oh golly! The bird that uh, Neil, I could um, just like to say something about the Boeing, if it's okay. Yeah, go ahead, Chuck. Uh, It's uh, March 27, 2019. Amid ongoing controversy regarding Boeing 737 Max, its arch rival Airbus Group announced that it's secured a mega deal from China. The order consists of 290 A320 uh, series narrow-body planes and 10 350-wide bodies. This amounts to $35 billion in the current listing price. So I guess Boeing is going to be feeling the hit. You bet they are. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Mm. That's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, hopefully they make up for it by... Uh, uh, military well, contracts and things like that. But here's one thing that I just saw on the Internet, and it sounds very intriguing, uh, but uh, NASA is working on developing a drone that will be able to operate uh, in the atmosphere of Mars. And uh, just think about uh, sending a, 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 a drone up to Mars and, and it being able to fly around uh, that planet and uh, explore uh, rather than the land vehicles that they use now. But the problem that they said they're having, but they felt like that they could overcome that or either work around it or invent, invent something or whatever, was the fact that uh, Mars's uh, atmosphere was... Uh, Ten times lighter than uh, than here on Earth, and of course, there's no air to operate those little old propellers or, or big propellers. 
And uh, so they had to overcome that. But uh, they said they were working on it. And I thought that was, you know, very interesting that um, we could send up uh, a drone, our drones, and be able to explore uh, Mars or other planets or the moon for that. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought it was very interesting when they had an article uh, this weekend about uh, the vice president of product strategy for Boeing, Mike Sinnott, I think his name is, uh, that he expected the changes to the suspect flight control system known as MCAS uh, to be activated by input from two sensors instead of a single one, that it would operate only once, not multiple times, as it has been been, uh, noted in the articles. It also had mentioned that if the sensor reading remains stuck at a high value and the power of the system will be limited so that the pilot can always pull back on the control column with enough force to counteract any automatic nose-down movement MCAS causes. It also said, which I thought was very, very interesting, is Bowen will also introduce a training for pilots on the changes to the MCAS system. And they said that uh, it was provisionally approved and would consist of a half hour of computer-based training. He also said that the MAX will handle exactly the same as the older model 737, and no simulated training would be required. Now, that's very, very interesting. Everybody was saying that this should have the simulator, and they're saying that no simulate, uh, simulated training will be required. Mm. Well, Dorothy, uh, since you're still on the microphone, uh, could you uh, tell us about our future shows uh, yes, coming up? Right. We have, uh, well, next week we're having the big three, Atlanta, Miami, and New York City, that we're going to talk about and follow, which is the repartee. And then uh, April 22nd, we're going to have Eastern's Air Cargo and the History of Air Freight, and then followed with Eastern Family Hobbies. So we have all of them uh, listed on our website calendar, so be sure to check that out when you want to remember what we have. And also all the other uh, information we have up there, it's a great uh, website, if I don't mind saying so myself. Uh, and there's lots of things. We have a new, uh, I wanted to mention, we have a new, uh, uh, I'm sorry, a, a new uh, member that joined us uh, this week. His name is Louie, and he uh, is from Colorado, and he worked with Eastern from 1989 to 1991 uh, in Atlanta and in Miami. So it sounds like he was on the last borders of Eastern before it went out. Um, also, we had in our uh, email uh, an update from the Eastern 401 Memorial location set. It's a funding page that they have live, and it was about the city of Miami Springs has donated land on which a memorial marker can finally be placed for Eastern Flight 401. It's a page to accept donations, and it's live at www. GoFundMe.com, Eastern Flight 401 Memorial. Donations will go to the nonprofit Air Disaster Foundation, 
which is collecting funds to pay on the behalf of the Eastern 401 Memorial. Photos are live on the site as well. So they ask to please pass on this information to any interested party, and they sign it, Be Well, the Eastern 401 Family. Just as an aside, the Eastern Flight 401 has uh, a great website, and on it there's also a video put up there by Ron Infantino. He's one of the uh, surviving passengers, and uh, it discusses the crash. So if you're ever interested and want to find out what went on, you'll have a, a personal um, saying from one of the surviving passengers. Um, that information I'll have up on the website tomorrow. I'll be sure to get it up there so you can check it out. Um, it will be uh, it's, it's what they actually have listed and uh, the website that you can go to to see this information. Back to you, Neil. Well, thanks a lot to our sponsors again. Uh, we've got uh, uh, REPA that's been with us for several years now, the Retired Eastern Pilots Association, and uh, also our individual sponsors are keeping us on the air. I did have the chance of speaking with Ed Weagle here last week, and uh, he's oh, doing okay. well. He's really doing good. And uh, he has moved into the old facilities of the New Eastern, which, oh, wow. uh, yeah, he was uh, the head of, as uh, you remember, when they got the 737s. And uh, uh, he's doing real good, and he's, uh, his uh, company is expanding. And uh, they also the have now offices up in New York. And I think they're still over in Dublin, Ireland, and, uh, of course, Miami where wow. it is. So hopefully I'll be talking with him again uh, uh, in the near future. And, uh, uh, but uh, that was uh, uh, good that uh, we're back in touch with uh, at least yes. his group. Yeah. Glad he's doing so well. Great show. Great show. Really. Let's put the uh, 408 on the ground. If you don't, you guys, uh, my wife's getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> she said, let's go home. She said. April 8th, when America's favorite way to fly returns to the cyber waves and the Eastern Airlines Radio Show. We'll have another exciting venture in aviation for sure. Where else can you get this programming? Nowhere. Won't you join us? With this, we sign off by playing a little Lawrence Welk music. Mr. Producer, if you will. Yes, you've got it on. And Jim, how about uh, good nighting us out here like John Boy? <laughs> Good night, Eastern family and friends around the world. Uh, even to our obscene callers. <laughs> and <laughs> goodnight, Eastern Airlines. Wherever you are, we love you, Eastern. Love you, Eastern. Thanks too, guys. Good, Good night. Good night, all. Lots of fun. Good Happy night. April Fool's Day. Yeah, April Fool's Day. Ha ha ha!
Shine, boy. 